0: To be honest, sometimes I feel like it's strangely fun to do applications. Like
1: their questions are actually kind of interesting. <laughs> Honestly, aren't they kind of just like forced journaling? But kind of you're planning yes. to have someone else read it. Yes,
0: cuz like you're kind of forced to be
1: reflective. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. I'm your host Amy, and I'm Grace. And we thought that we would go over some of my university application questions today. Mm -hmm. And I have already applied to university and gotten into universities. (laughs) But (laughs) however, Grace has not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I thought we'd give her a preview on the essay writing process today.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a little bit of experience, but not too much. Like, I've just kind of dipped my toe into the water with applications of, like, applying to the program, the high school program that I was in. But um, Amy's been talking quite a bit about some of her uni applications. And so she was like, wait, we should do an
1: episode on this. And I was like, yeah, wait, that'd actually be really cool. So here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I think application writing is a pretty interesting task to be given because it's not necessarily like schoolwork where you're following a formula and you're just using the material you learn in class like you have to be reflective and you have to understand yourself and it's like you need to be mature you need to have to have gone through that coming of age moment or i guess you don't have to because a lot of people who don't still get into university just fine based on their marks but Mm -hmm. i feel like in order to write a really good personal essay you need to have you need to be a pretty formidable person (laughs) Not saying I'm a formidable person, but I can see.
0: <laughs> yes. And also, it kind of just leads you down a rabbit hole of reflection and thinking. And Amy and I were both talking about how when we've done our respective applications, um, Amy's done many, I've done like one or two. But we were both talking about how when we write applications, we have like a kind of messy list of thoughts in a document somewhere. And it Mm -hmm. just like kind of leads you down a rabbit hole of reflecting on your life and thinking about the person you are and the person you want to be. And like Amy said in the intro in the to be honest, I feel like it really is kind of forced journaling in a way because it just like makes you get your thoughts down on paper. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that can be really helpful because then you can actually figure out how you feel about something or even learn more about how you think of yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote about this in one of my TOK essays, but I think the idea of applications or just like kind of storytelling and applications it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of related to literature in that way where you're trying to communicate a larger theme or a larger idea or just like a a feeling about that person through your writing Mm -hmm. through a story. Um, so it's like, have you have ever had the urge to write an essay on an experience or something? Because I have. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because like putting experiences or like events in the form of a story brings out its structure or gives it structure and like the specificity you need to synthesize meaningful knowledge so yeah the the example that i might want to use is like in history books how everything Mm. is happening everywhere at the same time um but then in history books like they choose a specific focus to look on they choose a specific story to tell and then they study them one by one and put them together so it's just like Mm. the idea that so many things around the world are happening at once and all the ideas are really intangible, but through storytelling, you can kind of pursue knowledge through the use of examples. So, like, taking mm, yeah. an analyzable event and putting it in the form of a story in order to draw conclusions and extract knowledge from it. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Kind of, perhaps?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get what you're saying.
1: Yes. It's just, like, putting, putting an experience or putting an idea in a form of a story is a good way at communicating an idea um, in in comparison to just saying, I am a very kind person because I did this, and therefore whatever, you know? It's like, it it doesn't follow that usual rational, um, like, like, if you're trying to prove a theorem in math, right? You go step by step, and you use logic to logic it out, but through, like, personal experiences and stuff, I feel like, or if you're trying to get an idea of who someone is, you can't really do that. Yes. Yes. Anyways, Why don't we get into the questions? (laughs) Okay, so I got these questions from UBC's application. And the first one that they give is, tell us about who you are, how would your family, friends, and or members of your community describe you? And if possible, please include something about yourself that you're most proud of and why. And honestly, I think these prompts are really straightforward or they should be really straightforward. But for some reason, I just overthink them so much. (laughs) It took me a very long time to put together a response to this. Even though I was talking to my brother and he literally did them in a day. So, built different, I suppose.
0: I feel like even when you do have such a straightforward question, though, especially when this is, like, an introduction question, it feels like the first question. And it's, like, you – every person has such a three-dimensional identity and such a three-dimensional character. Like, how do you phrase that in such a short amount of words? And how do you, like, really capture the essence of who you are in just, like Mm – a little introduction you know and it feels like an overwhelming task kind of
1: yeah i agree so that's why storytelling or choosing a specific characteristic to explore about yourself is a pretty good strategy for these college essays i feel like yeah because i know in my brother's essay he also had this question and then he just focused specifically on his problem solving i think or how he yeah how he likes to problem solve and then he Constructed all these stories and brought up examples around that idea. And although his entire identity is not problem solving, it is a good. um, I think it is a good strategy for a college essay, especially if you only have so many words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. By doing so, you can actually really go into it rather than just making void statements. One after the other
0: mm-hmm. and i think that this question in particular is really good because it explores identity and i think yeah, that that's yeah. like a really big theme especially for us teenagers who are going through identity crisis, crises, crises yeah. like daily and we don't know who we are because i feel like it's funny how sometimes people who don't think about their own identity are some of the people with the strongest identities like i feel like back yeah. when I as a child oh my God, i completely yeah, agree <laughs> Yeah, because like, they're just so confident in their identity, they don't ever have to think about it. And I feel like as a child, I just kind of like naturally expressed an identity. I didn't know that it was my identity, but like, you know, everything from the way I acted to the way I thought about things like that all just encapsulated my identity. But then as I grew up, I went through a phase in middle school where I started becoming a lot more reflective and I started thinking about who I wanted to be. And then I began to doubt the person who I was. And then eventually I reached a point where like, you know, as you grow up, you just slowly grow into the person you want to be and grow to accept your identity. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's the phase where a lot of teenagers or high school students are in right now. And that's like where I am in right now, too, where like Mm. my identity is kind of changing and I'm also growing to accept and learn more about the person that I am,
1: which Mm -hmm. I think is interesting. That is super interesting. Okay, should I go on a tangent? Because yes, go. I know we weren't, we said we weren't going to go on super huge tangents, but I love the idea. I think that's really interesting. I think if I wanted to relate this to last week's episode about the internal and external loci of control, I think it's related in that we were people who are really firm, who have a very firm identity and a very strong sense of identity, I feel like they would be less likely to have an internal loci of control like believing that they can actually change themselves because i feel like people who are really reflective and really self-aware are have gone through that reflection and understand why their identity is the way it is you know so Mm. if you're able to understand all of the experiences that made you this way and why you are this way and like then i feel like you're more likely to know how to change it or to recognize the limitations of it for someone yeah. who has a really strong sense of identity then they might just accept it as who they are they're just like oh this is who i am but if you know where that piece of identity came from and why you feel that way and say maybe you don't like that say like maybe you're a bit of a lazier person or something and you can come to understand that that's just because how you're raised then you would be more likely to change that part of yourself because you wouldn't think that your identity is necessarily set in stone because you understood where it came mm-hmm. from yeah yes. so it's really interesting
0: i totally agree with that you put that in a really like i loved how you phrased it you phrased it beautifully Thanks <laughs> Grace. yeah and like i feel like i totally relate to what you were saying about realizing how much you could change about your identity like i had a phase in time in around like middle school where i felt like i was changing a lot of my identity and i was going on my self-growth journey. Um, and like, you know, trying to become the best version of myself, I realized how easy it is to change your identity in a way mm-hmm. where it was like almost scary for me because I was trying to become a better person. Right. But then at the same time, I was scared that I was becoming like a robot or I was becoming fake because I was like, well, I kind of had to, you know, I had to try to change my identity a little bit. You know, like I, try- I had to try to um, implement new habits or to like change the way I thought about things and then I had this whole like crisis where I was like but is that really me then like am I just being fake am I like a bad person am I just um am I lying to everyone around me because I'm putting out this false version of myself but I think as I grew up I've learned to accept how fluid identity can be and that it isn't necessarily set in stone that's the way that I perceive it at the moment Mm -hmm. um and just because your identity changes doesn't make it any less valid
1: Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's like when you're really young you have a very strong sense of identity well maybe not sense of identity but you have a very strong showing of identity and then when you get when you're a teenager or slash like young adult then your identity Mm -hmm. kind of goes like woo -woo, because you have no idea what you're doing and then as you get older then your identity gets more and more solidified because like for Mm. grandparents or even my parents sometimes i bring up things about themselves and then they're kind of just like okay but that's just who i am you know Mm. but when you're a teenager you don't really think that way you're just like i'm i'm gonna go be popular now or i'm gonna go be cool even though you were (laughs) a loner your entire life actually maybe maybe that it doesn't work that way
0: but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i feel like it is easier once you've had an identity for a long time or once you've like i don't know you feel like you can't change anymore you know Yes. I agree with what you were saying. But also, I feel like I've feel like i kind of lived through that changing of identity a lot. And you were talking about how um, your brother, like, talked about all his problem-solving skills in this question. And <laughs> it's funny because that made me think of how when I was younger, the person who I wanted to be or, like, I wanted other people to perceive me as someone who was smart and someone who, like... I don't know, someone who knew what they were doing, someone who um, knew what was going on and could understand things. Yeah, yeah, I guess so a little bit. Obviously, like at this point, I was like in grade four, so I didn't have a very solid <laughs> understanding of prestige or respect. But I yeah. wanted I wanted to be liked and I wanted to th- others to think that I was smart. But then as I grew up, like that slowly, I call this my Ravenclaw shift to Hufflepuff because mm-hmm. I feel like I just started valuing different things about myself and like working on different parts of myself and so going back to the question of like include something about yourself that you're the most proud of and why the first thing that popped into my mind was like i feel like i like that i am considerate and that i can see things from different points of view Mm. and this is like kind of an enneagram type 9 thing coming out but I feel like this is an important trait because it lets you be open-minded and to accept that the world isn't black and white. And I think that that was really important to me because as someone who's a bit of an idealist, um, I feel like I want everything or like I want I want to think about the world in a good light and if I think about everything in black and white then there's like a lot of wrong in the world and I feel like my Mm. brain can't really accept that so like if I think about everything more subjectively and like step into other people's shoes then I can understand why people think the way they think or people do things the way that they do things and I feel like it's
1: just a much Mm. easier way to look at the world I think I kind of see what you mean it's like you don't feel pressured to have an opinion on something kind of kind of yeah because like if you can see something from everyone's perspective then you can kind of just accept it as the truth as it is like you can understand why it got to that point but you don't need to to, like have a stance on it necessarily like like you're saying this is right or wrong so Mm -hmm. like with the russia ukraine crisis you can understand (laughs) why people are doing different things but you Mm -hmm. won't necessarily say that this is wrong (laughs) we're gonna get political
0: we are getting a little political um the tangent that I was going to go down was not going to be political oh, but sorry. <laughs> I, no 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 oh, no retract <laughs> no. I, I, I retract your sosh- som- na- sorry
1: oh sorry Too many s-
0: <laughs> <laughs> retract your sorry for your sorry
1: <laughs> I will retract um, all the sorry for my sorry for my sorry yes yes
0: yes yes yes
1: <laughs> I love how that was just like an instinct I didn't even think about it was just, like oh sorry <laughs>
0: see we're too canadian that's what it is (laughs) and i agree with everything that you just said like you phrased that really well and i feel like especially during a time where i feel like i adapted this way of thinking when i was in middle school and i feel like in middle school people tend to have very different opinions about things and feel strongly about things and i feel like um learning this or like adapting this mentality in middle school really helped me throughout middle school because like i feel like in middle school a lot of people think they're that they're right and i feel mm. like just being able to look at the world from multiple points of views um helped me see things from different perspectives and it helped me see why everyone was so convinced that they themselves are right and why there doesn't really have to necessarily be a i'm right you're wrong kind of situation
1: yeah but <laughs> That did lead to maybe some issues with you feeling like you didn't have an identity, right? Yes. Yeah. That, okay,
0: it's <laughs> I can definitely imagine. a double-edged sword because I felt mm-hmm. like because of that, I could see things from so many different perspectives that I felt like I couldn't take a stance on anything anymore. So it was yeah. like, yes, it's good that you don't have the pressure of taking a stance, but at the same time, you literally can't think, can't take a stance because like, you can see things from all these different perspectives. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for a while, okay, it wasn't necessarily um, the same as yours, but I had this phase where I always wanted to play the devil's advocate, where I always thought that, okay, this is when cancel culture was a really big thing, and I was mad about that, because I was like, Mm -hmm. these people don't understand anything, they're just hopping on internet trends like a bunch of sheep, and and, like, denouncing (laughs) this person for whatever, so then I kind of took the mantle Mm -hmm. onto myself to defend these people and go like okay well have you thought about this um but like the evidence of this portion (laughs) is not very strong um but then at the end of the day my my opinion would always be the main the mainstream yeah it would always be the mainstream opinion anyways Mm -hmm. but I just I just had fun going like no (laughs) but and then that did lead me down a road where I wish people were more empathetic to other people not (laughs) Yes. And I think that kind of manifested- oh, sorry. I think that kind of manifested in my own personal life as well. Like, with my personal relationships, sometimes- <laughs> I'll just say it. Like, my dad, I think I viewed him in a very negative light for a bit. Um, and I kind of just, like, saw him as this mean character. But I think once I started talking to him more and became more empathetic, then I stopped, like, writing him off as this random villain and actually understanding where he was coming from. And that <laughs> helped all of us at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyways I feel like we kind of got way off topic even though we discussed the topics but what would you write for that question that tells who you are in like a more concise format
0: (laughs) oh my gosh no it's it's so hard I feel like going off of what you were saying earlier about storytelling and like cherry picking one thing to talk about and really expanding on that one thing I think I would either talk about um seeing things from different points of view or probably learning to value um trying your best and being hardworking like even if I don't do my best at least I'm trying my best and Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. okay. And it's kind of like the whole growth mindset thing where I feel like a huge pressure has been lifted off of my chest ever since I started priding myself in trying my best rather than doing my best. Because you have a lot more control over how much you try than how well you perform. Because there's so many factors that can affect your performance and like, you're, or I would have beat myself up over it because I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do better. But like, after I started priding myself and trying my best rather than doing my best, it was like, even if I didn't do as well as I wanted to, it was like, it's okay, I tried my best, you know? And that's mm-hmm. the best I can do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, I just had this thought where, you know, part of the reason why I think I struggled so much with writing these questions is because I feel like I was trying too hard to write them for myself so to actually dig deep within my own identity (laughs) answer and answer for myself like who I actually thought I was like what I thought my defining quality was when at the end of the day I think like how what my brother did the smart decision might have just been might have just been to write something that gives the reader enough information to grasp who you are and like your character so it's like cherry picking a characteristic would be a good strategy, I think. So, for example, at the start, the piece that I put out, which took me a really long time to put together because I was kind of in this whirlpool of random thoughts and things like things I didn't know what to write about, um, was, okay, I'll read the intro paragraph, For a long time, I didn't know who Amy Zhang was. To my friends, I was the person who had identity and existential crises at a minimum of once every two weeks. And to my family, I was the moody teenager going through their nobody understands me phase. And ironically, (laughs) in grade 9 and 10, I made that confusion my very identity. In some ways, I liked the chaos. As I'd ponder life and ask what I saw as philosophical questions, I'd feel larger than life. I'd ask whether every bad experience had a good side to it, whether we're responsible for our own happiness, or if everyone is responsible for everyone else's, whether passions were discovered or created, whether living life with no expectations was the best way to reach satisfaction. But although I found the thinking fun, it soon became clear to me that that wasn't a sustainable mentality to have. Grade 11 was a difficult year for me. Quarantine and online learning had made it difficult to manage my life properly and on top of a toxic mentality towards school, my mental health began to deteriorate. Rather than a fun activity, my pondering turned into overthinking and, that, and became something that haunted my mind 24-7. Was aiming too high for things I couldn't reach? Am I focusing on the wrong parts of life? And in these situations, I learned that the best thing for me was learning to lean on my community. Luckily, I've been blessed to have been surrounded by so many truly amazing individuals As I shared my thoughts with others, I realized that it wasn't just me having these struggles. There were a lot of other people thinking the same things I was. And the answers to those questions didn't actually matter. By engaging with other people's different perspectives and worldviews, by agreeing and disagreeing and agreeing to disagree, I slowly (laughs) discovered more about myself. And I had a new niche now. Rather than overthinking on my own, I overthink with others. <laughs> 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 Through my vulnerability, I forged deeper bonds with people around me. I became someone people felt comfortable opening up to, someone they wanted to share their story with, and now someone with a purpose. Sorry, this is a little dramatic. <laughs> this journey inspired the creation of my podcast. Da, 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 da. Okay, this is the part at the end where you like need to brag a little bit. And just like, oh, I do this, and I do this. And then you end <laughs> with something like, and I can bring this to UBC or whatever university you're going to. So, okay. First of all, that was way over word count. And also I showed it to my parents and my brother and their feedback was like, it's good. And like, without a doubt, that's who you are as a person. Like, I don't deny that you're the one who wrote that. And I think you answered the question well. However, I don't think that's exactly what the university is looking for because you talk about your struggles and everything, which is like kind of what you're supposed to do, but also kind of not. Cause if you focus too much on them, then As Grace and I may have discussed on this podcast, I forgot whether we did or not. But if you focus too much on your um, weaknesses, then the university is going to go like, okay, this is supposed to be an essay where you're showing off a portion about yourself. Why is she talking about her weaknesses here? Maybe that's all she has. (laughs) So, although the essay was like something I liked in terms of vulnerability, and I think I did. Uh, write down my story in it, I feel like mm-hmm. I do agree with my family in saying that I don't think that would have been the best thing to hand to a university to judge me on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and although it might not have been the best to hand into a university, I feel like it was very beneficial for you to write that, if um, even if it was just for yourself, because yeah. I feel like um, just, like, judging off, you know, being, like, a really good friend of yours and just listening to you read it, it feels like it was a very cathartic experience to be able to put it down on paper and, like, make sense of all your thoughts.
1: It was. So,
0: and it, it was, yeah. like, a very Forced beautiful journaling. piece of writing.
1: Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It, it was, it was not perfect because, like, I did abandon it kind of halfway since, like, I showed it to my parents, like, the very first draft, the, the shitty draft. Um, and then they're like, nah. So I never perfected it or whatever, but the main ideas are there. <laughs> yes and then so i ended up writing about storytelling instead so i you kind of like dramatized your life a little bit i feel like because even though actually no, this isn't the right way to say it um i feel like even though storytelling wasn't something that necessarily felt that like jumped out to me that much it is something that as i kept on writing i was just like hmm this does seem like a good theme to talk about so instead I was just like oh my favorite pastime as a child was badgering my mom for stories I loved listening about how she used to play with her sister da, 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 da. and then that progresses into me developing a love for stories and then understanding like people and where they came from and being able to build strong connections with them and then I talk about like me building a strong community getting different Um, perspectives learning how to grow as a person that type of stuff and then also you go into your break book talk about the podcast and then go like (laughs) and I will do the same at UBC connecting with your community listening their stories and adding to mine you know so (laughs) (laughs) it's like you pinpoint this random thing and you try to you try to get all these different ideas into that piece of writing but I do think that it's not completely completely from my deepest hearts and thoughts you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like it allows for a lot smoother of a progression of a story if you just focus on one specific characteristic i feel like because in the original one i feel like i was trying to talk about my life and my shift in mentality in a very general way but over here you can see about how like how i developed the love for stories and then how that turned into something else and how what that taught me about life you know it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to analyze that especially in a shorter piece um a shorter word count nod yes yes I agree (laughs) I've gone into a bad habit where I just end sentences with nod no that's my new (laughs) case
0: it's okay we love
1: it (laughs) yeah and then the second question for the UBC thing was what is uh, important to you and why so okay so what were your first thoughts on this question
0: okay so my first instinct and this is basically I feel like this comes from a place of what I feel like should be important to me um my first instinct was balance because I feel like balance in life is really important and it's something that my dad always preaches about and I feel like Amy and I talk about it all the time on the podcast too because writing from the perspective of balance you can talk about pretty much anything like you can talk about work-life balance you can talk about um balance between because like as you live more life I feel like more and more I've experienced that anything um too much of anything can be bad you know where, yeah, 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 like everything in moderation. And so, in that lens, I feel like balance is a very almost cliche way to write about it. Not quite cliche, but I feel like it's something that feels very generic to me now because I feel like it's something that I've talked a lot about. And I feel like it isn't something that actually specifically impacts me as a person, it's just what I think should impact the entire world in general Mm -hmm. like I feel like it's good for everyone to think that balance is important and to spoiler
1: alert I wrote about balance (laughs) (laughs) also I think I might have been a bit different because that was something that I learned through my life experiences it wasn't something I was necessarily Mm -hmm. raised on like you might have been yeah
0: yeah and so then I thought like more personal to me and more personal to where my growth journey has been recently um I thought of like gathering life experiences and being able to be that person who who's like gone through it all and being able to therefore be there for other people um, and be a good friend and just like that whole thought of I've been there before like I get how you feel and um, just being that kind of like I guess wise person who's gathered a lot of life experiences and who mm-hmm. gets the struggles that other people are going through and can be there for them. And then I feel like that also kind of trickles down into love for learning because a lot of the time I was digging down into my motivation for learning, especially during biology. And I realized that a lot of it comes from, I want to be able to answer questions if other people have them too. Like, I don't know why, but when I was learning bio, um, my biology 11 class, my life sciences class, a lot of my motivation came from Um, when I grow up and like because, okay, I hope to have children one day, or I hope to, I don't know, be in close contact with children. Either, like, have children of, of my own, or, like, adopt children, or maybe um, be a teacher or volunteer to work with children, or something like that. And I want to be able to answer all the questions that they have about life. I don't know why, but this strangely excites me. Like, if they mm-hmm. ask me how trees grow, or why things are the way they are, or how, like, um, how animals have different life cycles and stuff like that, I want to be able to have the answers for them you know (laughs) I don't know if this is like so strange but that was my motivation strangely like obviously I loved learning about biology and I loved um just I guess learning about how the world worked and like satisfying my inherent human curiosity and everything like that but like that was always at the back of my mind and so um I found that I love being able to explain things to people almost because that feeling of understanding something is just so incredible. And it's like, you want to share that feeling with other people because that moment where you understand something and that just like that spark or that moment when it clicks is just so exhilarating because you're like, oh my gosh, I get it. I understand it now. And it's just a feeling that you want to share with other people. So.
1: so cute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So essentially, I just want to like learn all there is to learn and live all there is to live and like be an accumulation of life experiences and knowledge that I can also relate to other people. And also like going through a completely different train of thought, um, something else that's important to me, I thought of was like self improvement and just like becoming the best version of myself, and mm-hmm. this was not an idea I fleshed out nearly as much because I was focusing on the first one, but um, no, I like was- the first
1: one though. <laughs> I think you. that would be a good one to write about. If, when you write this in the future.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Literally, Amy, preparing me for all my uni applications. Oh, yeah. I
1: appreciate it. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I'm forcing you to prepare in advance. Not like you would have needed it. I would have needed it. But. <laughs> oh, no. Your writing is literally so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um. Yeah, sure. <laughs> don't deny it. <laughs> Take the compliment, I, but, Amy. <laughs> I, I'm always so panicky when I write it, though, because it's always, like, really near the deadline. And I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Okay, anyways, no, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes the best work comes we, out of that, perhaps. Exactly. Maybe, I was gonna mechanism. say the same thing. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Okay. Yeah. So for my very generic balance answer <laughs> No, not saying it's generic. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I I basically wrote about like growing up in a competitive environment and kind of that change in perspective that I had to have. Um mm-hmm. so in my original one I talk about uh, originally, really valuing hustle and accomplishment, and then how I kind of lost that feeling of accomplishment as I grew up. So, like I wrote, when while my past self would jump around the room after receiving good news, all I could do now was <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. And that's something that we've talked about before. Yeah. Um And then how, like failures. By the same token, when I failed, I took it personally. Often seeing it as a sign that I was as a sign that I was condemned to a life that would amount to nothing. <laughs> so it's just. Me, learning that the world kind of isn't as black and white as I thought, and that there's a lot more to life than academia, which is obvious, but also was not so obvious in the past, and <laughs> yeah. then the progression of this essay. Um, Next, I talk about me getting into the world of self-improvement, self-help, and then prying my focus off of school and grades, and then trying to focus more on, like, seeing things as learning opportunities and satisfying curiosity and stuff, Um, which was, in hindsight, not the best progression. And my brother, while he was editing this, he he kind of roasted me on it, too, because he was like, okay, so basically what you're saying is that you've valued... Hustle a lot, and then suddenly you wanted to do self help, and then suddenly you like balance now. And you spent like one paragraph talking about balance, even though that's what you're supposed to be talking about. And I was like, you know what? You were all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up using this analogy sprinting is like ripping off a band aid, you put 100% of your energy into a 12 second dash, and voila, you're done. And i was a sprinter i liked putting my entire focus onto a goal until it was over however ex- when i began to take on more responsibilities i realized that my strategy wasn't as perfect as i thought da, 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 da. so then in that progression it's more just like in the past i used to see assignments and tasks as like things i had to sprint through and then just go like whoosh rip off a band-aid you know but then it's <laughs> yes. just me learning that balance and here as cliche as it sounds these experiences taught me that life in fact was not a sprint, but a marathon. (laughs) So that's basically the guiding principle of that essay, where I'm just like, oh, learning to take things day by day, not putting off other things for the things that I thought had to be prioritized. Like if I had a test, then I wouldn't do anything else before. Um, But no, that's not good. (laughs) So I do admit, I think think this essay was a little bit shallow, but also I was just trying to get past it because I was on a time crunch and then it did the job. Like realistically, nobody, maybe i shouldn't say this but realistically i think it's not too difficult to write a good essay or write a satisfactory essay for ubc for the like goal of getting into it but yeah i think um all these college all these college essays are really good experience and a really good opportunity for you guys to do some reflection and be able to contextualize all your experiences and draw lessons from them
0: yes and can we just talk about how different things are important and personal to us because like mm-hmm. i feel like See, it's so interesting
1: <laughs> yes
0: no you were talking about this earlier too where um balance is something that you've really had to learn over the past little while and it's something that's like been a big theme in your life and something that like it didn't come easy because it was a hard pill to swallow kind of mm-hmm. and like i feel like for me, it was almost like what my dad was telling me was the right thing. And obviously, I looked up to my dad a lot and it made sense. And like, I don't think I've had the same life experience as you have where it hit me as hard. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I know that balance is really important. And I've had experiences that have taught me that. But I don't think it's been as huge of a theme or as huge of a lesson in my life as it has been in
1: yours. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that made me think, like balance to me is kind of like what vulnerability is to you kind of because then again like i've never i've never struggled vulnerability i've always been like very mm -hmm. open but then like something that you've learned recently or gotten more into recently is vulnerability and like learning to share your your thoughts when you're sad or whatever so Mm oh (laughs) yeah
0: wait okay that is such a good point i agree with that so much
1: we are analogous <laughs> structures we're, ana- we're analogous and complementary <laughs> yeah. and let me make a final comment um i feel like while you're writing these college essays a good measure of success would be um whether you can discuss it with a friend and actually get into a conversation about it so i think it's pretty telling that grace and i our ideas were very different so we are able to talk about it and talk about why um but then if, if your essay is very generic and not that much based in personal experience and stuff, then maybe your essay is not that good. <laughs> I
0: just wanted to say that it's okay if, you're, um,
1: if your essay is quote-unquote generic. I No, I actually agree with that because I would say that <laughs> I've lived a pretty generic life. Like, I'm pretty average, I think. Um, and then there are people with much more uh, robust life experiences than me however i had this metaphor long long ago about paintings <laughs> remember <laughs> where yes. it's like um it doesn't actually matter how many different colors you have on your painting but what you can do with those colors so it's yes. like even though even though mm, even though your painting might not be as colorful as someone else's, you can manipulate those colors that you do have, like so manipulate the life experiences you do have and draw lessons from them. So even though you think you've lived a pretty mundane life, I think in everyone's lives, you if you analyze it enough, you can draw really unique experiences and really cool stories from your lives, even though it doesn't seem super exciting at first glance. And then, that's not to say that having a lot of experiences would not help. Uh, would not help you create a better story because I think it definitely will, but in, I don't think it's—I don't think it's actually as big of a deal as we might think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what you think is generic might not actually be generic, so don't be too hard on yourself. Yes. And I don't know, just like hearing our different perspectives and our different stories and how we would answer each question has really got me thinking, because like, we definitely want to connect with our amazing community, you guys, so much. So we want to hear what you have to say about these questions, because like, even though they sound kind of generic, there's such a wide spectrum of answers that you know, and different topics that people can talk about. And so if you are in the same grade as Amy and you finished your university applications, then we'd love to hear about what you guys wrote. But if you haven't done your applications yet um, and you're like me, and this is like a good exercise to prepare, <laughs> but like, let us know what you would have written about, or just let us know any feedback or anything you'd like to say about this episode in general. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Instagram at
1: To be Honest Pod. As always, as always, thank you so much for your support. If you want to hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating, it would be much appreciated. And... I noticed this a while ago, but Spotify has ratings now. So if you want to hop on over to Spotify and leave us a rating, that would also be very much appreciated. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, And without further ado, we'll we'll see see you next week. week.